What is up, my people? I'm feeling it today. This is one of those passionate ones. It might not. It might not. It might not. It might not be the most tool or tactic or strategy one, but it's one that's like full of heart. That's what I'm gonna say. Today, one is full of heart. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live. If you can message me what movie that is, uh, you'll win a free Unleash You swag. Right. So we're gonna get to it. Something that I was having this conversation with someone yesterday, and it was like it just kept going back to this statement kind of thing. It just kept going back to this this thought, and it kept taking me back in time, right to myself. And I was just like. I'm like, yo, I felt this, like I've been there. And like, I think everybody has at some point or another about something or another. And it's like, holy shit, how close I was to letting that dictate my life and how it would appear right now. And Jesus, I'm thankful because it didn't happen the way it could have. And it happened the way it did. I'm very thankful for that. So let's get to it. Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. I said my name with pronunciation. Let's grow. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy this software, invest in this list, create this site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because... You don't need to, because we didn't, and we made it. So, I'm having this conversation with someone yesterday, and uh, I'm cool with them. They're really, they're really good people. Right? I don't say that about everybody or a lot of people, but they're really good people, right? Like they're they're heart centered, right? They're about impact. They're not about money grab, right? They're just they're just good people. I'm trying to crack my neck when I'm on air. <laughs> They're, they're, they're just, they're totally real, right? They're just like that person, you know, we all know somebody like that. Like they're just real and their hearts on their sleeve and they just care so damn much. And it's a gift and a curse. And part of the, why the curse part is because they care so much and they have people saying things to them and they're trying to listen to what the people are saying to them. And that's literally killing them trying to. Because it goes against, and what they're saying goes against everything, everything that they that they wanted, everything that they they dream of, everything that's in their damn heart and soul. It goes against that. So then they're fighting what they want, what they believe, what they think, what what they're after, and they're fighting because someone else is telling them, "Listen, you shouldn't be after that, or think that, or want that." Yes, as I'm talking, I just threw away a piece. Ripped a piece of paper off, crumpled it, and threw it away. It had nothing on it except for old flight information that we didn't need. But, so this war is happening inside them of trying to be that person they want to be, that good person, that person that listens, that person that cares, the person that takes in what's around them and shows the people around them that they care about them, and at the same time trying to live their life to what they believe, to what they feel, to what they know their purpose is, and that friction, that conflict is murderous. It happens within us, and it either kills dreams or kills relationships. And neither one people want killed. Neither one people enjoy when it's killed. Even sometimes shitty relationships people don't like when it ends. Isn't that weird? I think that's weird. 
But I was sitting there and they were talking. I was thinking back to when I was a kid, right? And I, I was a, I was a hustler as a kid, right? Like not a drug dealer, right? There's different words. I was a hustler. And I would do all kinds of different hustles trying to make it. I mean, like playing the bongos next to some guy, playing the keyboard, trying to make money, giving out roses and putting my hand out, trying to make money, selling penny candy for five cents a piece, trying to make money, selling baseball cards so I could eat the bubble gum, right? Whatever it was, I was trying it. Stealing my mom's Avon jewelry. <laughs> Listen, my mom had some really nice jewelry. I think she got the Avon parts to support a friend and for me to be able to steal something from her that wasn't that valuable to her. I think. Right? Classy kid I was. I like how I was like, I wasn't a drug dealer, but I did take my mom's jewelry. <laughs> Classy. Right? But I digress. But I remember people always saying, like people thinking, that I'd be nothing more than that street kid, that hustler, that pain in the ass, that troublemaker. I remember people literally telling me that I was going to be nothing. I remember people literally telling me I was just going to be in jail or dead. I remember literally people that I was close to that I thought were I was cool with that I actually thought as of friends were like, nah, dude, you're just trouble and you'll always be it. Now imagine I thought they were friends. How fucked up was my definition of friends that people who I thought that, felt that, and would say that to me was actually a friend of mine? Not like, hey, bro, you're going down a dangerous path, man. You're better than this. You're here for more than this. No, they're literally like, you should just keep doing that because that's what you're here for. Thank you. <laughs> All right? I appreciate the kind words. Right? No, I don't. It's bullshit. But anyway, that would happen. And I I remember every time that I thought it was just because I was stubborn and a dickhead, and it might have been. But every time someone would say something like that, I'd be like, no, you're wrong. Like You, you don't know. You don't know what I'm here for. Like, you don't know me. You don't get it. There's something bigger than this. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't identify it. Remember as I got older, especially uh, after the restaurant burnt down, if you didn't hear that, I think it's like episode one. <laughs> Check it out. I had a restaurant bar and it burnt down. I remember after that, someone told me, dear, dear, dear person to me, said, don't you have enough yet? Didn't you have enough of this? Can't you take life serious? Go get a real job. Work something where you'll be secured, where you're safe, and just actually care about yourself, your future, and everybody around you that depends on you. And saying something like that to me, and knowing me, they know that caring about the people around me is something big to me. Like, they know that's something that's a key piece of my fabric, right? Like, a key piece of my existence, is caring about those that are around me, those that are part of my community, those that are part of my family, those are part of my love. I always say, uh, I didn't have the best blood family, but my love family is unbelievable. My love families, I'd put that in any in any space against anybody's. Like they're unbelievable. Uh, we we used to laugh because no one had to fight their own battles with us. Like we would just come and fight other people, like our people's battles. Like never think you have to focus on the person you're talking to if you're trying to talk or attack someone. That's part of that. Focus on the people they're with because they're the ones that are going to get you. I have an I have an amazing love family. I there is no better, right? Like you you can't I can't I can't even fathom it being better. To be honest with you, that's how amazing it is, and that's not bragging. That's just saying how they are. Like I say all the time, I'm not worthy of the people in my life. But I remember this person that cared about me so much saying this to me, and I was like, oh my God, is this right? Like, am I being a selfish dickhead? Is this all about me? 
Is there no chance for me to care about the people I care about doing this life? Am I leaving them all to dry living this life? And literally, that, that, that conversation, that thought process helped me hide for years. It helped me hide for years because I was like, no, no. Sorry, heart. I know what you're calling for, but it's really not what I'm about. This is bigger than that, right? Anytime anybody, anybody ever say this, and I know you bullshitters have. Oh, dude, that, that sounds great. I really want to. But I have this to do first. Like, people that only do that don't have this other thing. Right? Like, dude, I would love to, but I have a family to protect. Like, anybody that does that doesn't have a family to protect. <laughs> right? Like, what? Like, what are you saying? What you're saying is an excuse. It might be true, but it's an excuse because you can still do that while doing the other thing. Right? I got I got one of my best friends, like a damn brother to me. Who has this conversation with me all the time? Got at the beginning of COVID, got laid off because of COVID, and still said, "No, I need to find a safe job." Bro, you're the one that got laid off. <laughs> like you're the one that didn't have a check. What are you talking about? But that's our programming. And that's what we say, and that's how we. That's how we def- like. That's our self defense mechanism against doing something. Is like we get to say, "Hold up, this is ha- this is I need this for this." When the other thing can do that too. And it took me to be like tortured, right? Like life had to torture me for me to jump back in the arena I knew I was supposed to be in the whole time. Because I'm much more than just a street kid and I'm much more than just, you know, some guy that just was a selfish dude that cared about myself and was living life by the seat of my pants. And I think now, I think back to the time when when I let those thoughts of other people's become my thoughts and how that hindered me and held me back. And think about the years I spent hiding and the years I spent listening to them thinking I would just be a street kid and where I would be if I didn't let that happen, if I didn't let them hold me back at all, if I didn't let their words, their thoughts, their opinions, their actions dictate my life, my future, my path. And it's fucking crazy, but I tell you what now, I sit here and I go every time, Right, because this this literally just happened. Someone said they were going to critique someone that was part of our event, and all I said are are they doing this and are they doing this bigger and better? Because if you're talking to me from the cheap seats, like good old Roosevelt said, or uh, or Teddy, right, Teddy Roosevelt, I believe said that, or Brene Brown, if you're talking to me from the cheap seats. The conversation is null and void. There is no credit in your voice. I can't let that happen anymore because I can't waste any more time on it. Now, if you're in this arena getting your ass kicked and doing it at a higher and bigger level, I'm all ears. And I'm not going to be disrespectful to those sitting in this cheap seat and tell them shut the hell up, right, like I want to. I'm going to let you say your piece. It's going to go through one ear, out the other, and I'm going to go continue my life because it's mine. And I have to answer for what happens in it. I can't let other people dictate my life and then me answer for it. Because I would have to answer for that too. And I'd rather answer for me following my heart, following my dreams, following my vision, following my purpose, following my calling, my mission, whatever you want to call it. All of them and above. I would rather answer for why I did it than why I didn't. And thank God because every time I take that risk, it works. Listen, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we had a live event with 25 plus people in it because I didn't know how to count, right? 
because I forgot about counting about presenters. And everybody told me it was fucking crazy. It ends up being our favorite event we've ever put on. Right? Everybody told me it was nuts. It's, it's, it was, it's, to me, it's our greatest event we ever put on. And we put on bigger events, but this was our greatest event. Right? The room, the people, the community, like the, the atmosphere, everything that happened in it, how different transformations happened at different times, how, what people said they got from it, right? Like the communication since then with the people that were there, it's been phenomenal. I'm so fucking thankful for it. Like literally, I was talking last night to my mom on her birthday and I said, Ma, like I, I don't understand, right? Like it, it's just amazing. Like it, it's so good now. The people that were like, nah, I don't think this is a great idea. Now all they want to do is this. They're like, well, when can we have another? We should push this and have another one. And we are. We're actually having another one in February because it was so fucking amazing. We're like, we have to do it again. And you know what's hilarious? We're talking about doing the same event again. The same exact, almost exact thing. With 25 roughly spots. Call me batshit crazy where over half the people that were at the other one, when I just made a post saying we're thinking about it, sent a message saying, can we do it again? You already did it. They're like, I don't care. I'll do it again. I'm like, what? Like, why? You already did it. But that's how amazing it was. That's how awesome it was. That's how much they enjoyed it. That's how much they got out of it. That they're willing to do it again. The same thing. Same cost. Same crazy schedule. Same overwhelm. Same fears because they don't know what's about to happen. Because I don't give schedules. Sorry. Because schedules make you get in your head. And I want you out of your head. Gotta be. All because I didn't listen to people say that kind of thing right now wouldn't work. People told me live events are dead. Everything has to be virtual. Fuck virtual. There's nothing like being in a room with like-minded people all together. There's nothing like it. It can't be duplicated and it can't be done online the same. It can't. The connection is missing and connection is key. Wouldn't know that if I let people talk me out of my dreams. So what am I saying and why am I saying it for and why is it taking so long? Fuck what they say. Their opinion on what you do or what you're doing or how you're going about it. Their negativity, their doubt, right? Their criticism, the rejections. Fuck it all. And it's totally worth it. And you're worth it. And your dreams are worth it. And who you're going to become on the way is so worth it. And here's the kicker. It's that fucking simple. It's that simple. Just go. Get off your ass. Put your feet down. Let your toes wiggle around on the ground and start freaking moving towards it. And don't stop. Don't stop. Listen, some of my favorite moments is just grinding with the squad, with the inner circle, with the team, whatever you want to call it, the family. Some of my greatest moments have been just grinding with my people. Like this, this the, the mastermind retreat, that kicked our ass. Right? Like, everybody. AJ was exhausted. Ev was exhausted. Margaret was exhausted. I was exhausted. My mom was exhausted. Alex was exhausted. Right? And the list goes on. The attendees were exhausted. But no one showed it because we were so fucking hyped just to be there. Just to be doing it. Just to be part of it. I didn't even get to talk much. (laughs) Surprising, right? By this podcast. I didn't even get to talk much. And it was still freaking awesome. 
We had to cut two of my sections. It was still freaking awesome. Because it wasn't about me. It's about the mission. It's about the cause. The cause above us all. And I never would have got to that point if I let anyone stop me along the way for longer than I already did. So I'm not saying this as be me. I'm saying this don't be me. Don't let people hold you back from what you're going for. And if you have, which we all have, stop. Life is so much better the other way. Go for your shit. It's yours. Go get it. It's written. All you got to do is keep going. Unleash Russell Podcast, brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Go show the world your freaking greatness. Paint your masterpiece. Let that shit glow as you grow. All right? Peace, love, and happiness. Until next time, peace. We out. We out. We out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.